Talk Zone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. Be incorrect, Mr. Announcer Man, because the big dog Joel Radowanski not in today. He is in Mexico. You never know, we might hear him from him via the tele- uh, telecommunicated phone lines out in Mexico. Big dog is off today, coach flying solo today. Big dog's off all week. I'm flying solo today. We got uh, Michael Moreau scheduled to step in the studios tomorrow, the Eminem Man, and then uh, Brady Stiff. Brady Stiff coming in Friday, but today we're flying solo, folks. You want to be the co-pilot here. Strap on the seatbelt, if you will. You're more than welcome to do so. Phone lines will be open throughout the show. You can call up and you can play the part of the co-host. 888-463-6748. Baseball playoffs, NFL and college football, the NBA lockout. will jump off the sports page, maybe even bring a new segment into the show, which our producer Dave Olson has no idea, which I might have invented. All right, uh, first of all, before we get into all the action, we'll start off with baseball, but let's enjoy some of the award-winning TalkZone.com Musica. Thank you very much. Just remember to hit our little uh, Twitter update. Uh, David, also we're up to, I think, like 451 followers on Twitter. Now, I'm following 1,016 people. Do I need to feel guilty that I'm following? Like, I feel like I'm stalking. Not that I ever check Twitter, to be honest with you, but somehow we're following 1,020, and we've only got 400 followers. Do I need to... uh I don't need to put on a rain- raincoat to uh, you gotta, describe you, those you things. Gotta, you got to prune the hedges, as it were. <laughs> you got to go through and get rid of some of those people that are not following you back and then okay. find another group of people to follow with the hopes they will start following you back. Ah. And that's it's But again, my natural people. guilt comes through because I don't follow anybody else. I basically don't use Twitter. I only if truth be told, use it to uh, you know try to advertise the show. Right. Well, you got so. you got to tie to your Facebook. So you put something on Facebook and then it comes up on Twitter. Do you have them tied yep. together? I believe we do. Yep. Are you asking me or telling me? I'm asking. Oh, I thought you would know this. You're in charge of our technology. You and Big John are supposed to know these things. If we put something on Facebook, it does show up on our Twitter. If you yes. have it set up to do that, I, I can, believe I, we do. I can, I can double no, check. No, we do. Okay. That much I can confirm. Thank you very much. Now that we got those technical things out, uh, we're off and running. Way to start the show off <laughs> with a buzz. But uh, baseball playoffs, baseball playoffs, first and foremost out there. We mentioned yesterday you had uh, four games coming up. Four games coming up on the uh, the same day, and that's what we had yesterday. Some were good, and some were not. Some are in, and some are out. Uh, St. Louis Cardinals and Philadelphia Phillies, that stuff has been very, very good. That was high intensity right from the get-go. Cardinals knocked off uh, by Philadelphia. Three to two, they had a couple chances to win it. couple of chances to win it. Bottom of the eighth. Bottom of the eighth, Albert Pujols on the on-deck circle. Talk about uh, foreshadowing. Talk about intimidation for the relief pitcher, but the kid who Joel is so high on, who's uh, filling in for Matt Howard, I believe his last name is Craig, grounds into a uh, double play, and Albert Pujols is left with bat 
in hand. And uh, just in case you're wondering how Albert Pools has been doing in the playoffs yesterday, four bats, three doubles. Guy's unbelievable. No, he actually was four out of five. Four out of five. He got a single one, three doubles. He's just been hitting the heck out of the ball. But left on the on-deck circle in the eighth inning. Yes, David? Quite a way to put yourself onto the free agent market with a performance like Ooh, that in the playoffs. Wow. Yeah. Remember we were talking halfway through the season with the injury and stuff while his market value is down? Not anymore. Ooh, Not anymore. Yeah, we had talked about yesterday, and it was a great question brought up by, I think, Pigskin Boy, that Peyton Manning, and he, you know, he said the history of sport. You know, boy, that's strong. As valuable to his team, not the best player in the history, but as valuable to his team individually as any player in history. And talking about Peyton Manning and how it's affected the Indianapolis Colts. And uh, we had a little interesting discussion on that, and he was not far from the truth, at least we think. But uh, how about you bring up Albert Pools? Has there ever been a free agent that's going to bring in the money a more desirable than an Albert Pools? Yeah, uh, A-Rod. Yeah. Mainly because A-Rod was younger. Right? Yeah. You, you can't yeah. say A-Rod was a better player than Albert Pools. But the reason, I think it, you're probably right, it was a little bit more of a free agent signing just because the fact at that point he was, what, like 25 and Pools is 33, 32. And are we just talking baseball? Because I'll, no. I'll throw out LeBron James yeah, last year. There you go. There you go. Maybe Albert Pools will take his talents to uh, Miami. And played for Ozzie again. It's, it, <laughs> and the Florida Marlins. What the heck? If uh, Lurie's willing to open up the purse string, sure. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think Man, so. but it's just, just a pure hitter. Fun to watch. You know, Greatest hitters I've seen in my lifetime, just visually. Passing the eye test, he might mm-hmm. be there. Mm-hmm. He might be right there. Just a pure hitter. Hits for average. Hits for power. He can gap it, as he did yesterday, three doubles. Has a good eye, not a bad fielder, and seems to be a pretty classy guy. You know, yeah. good attitude. Yeah. Sadly, he's going to end up in the AL East, probably. Well, so you don't think he's going to resign? Most people think he'll resign with the uh, St. Louis Cardinal. They won't. I thought run. all indications were that he won't. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. The guy's pretty fixed into the uh, city of St. Louis and Visa and Versa. That'll be interesting to see. But right now, let's put that off the docket because there's baseball to be played. Clearly, the game of the day is going to be the uh, Cardinals and the Phillies. That's going to be a good one. we got uh, Roy Oswalt going up against Edwin Jackson, 2-1, to one, the series lead right now. And I think I'm rooting for Philadelphia only because I'd like to see the team that was the best team in the regular season advance but. Having said that, I'm rooting for the Cardinals today because if the Cardinals win, day off, day off back at Philadelphia. Ready for this pitching matchup, folks? Chris Carpenter. Chris Carpenter against Roy Halladay on Friday. Now, typically, it's football Friday, high school football, previewing college football. You get all fired up for the football weekend. But game five, Cardinals and Phillies, if it comes to fruition, Roy Halladay against Chris Carpenter, two of the best in the biz under the greatest of pressure, single game elimination. I'd be watching. I'd be watching. David, do me a favor and check out because we know the Yankees and the Tigers. Um, well, you know what? We should have that on the sheet here. Game five. Now, that's not going to happen tonight. I was all jacked up to watching game five tonight. It's not going to be tonight, folks. And uh, I think most people are uh, well aware now the Yankees knocked off. Detroit to even up the series yesterday, 10-1. to 1. Curtis Granderson having a huge game. The fielding was outstanding, as was starting pitcher A.J. Burnett. 10-1 to 1 Yankees. So it's game five, but the game's going to be played Thursday. 
Tigers are throwing Fister. See, we need Joel here, our baseball. Like, I have no idea who Fister is. All right, and he's going up against New York Yankee uh, rookie or previously unknown Ivanova. Ivanova? Remember I brought him up about two weeks ago where all of a sudden I'm looking at the Yankee. You know, I pay a whole lot of attention to the Yankees during the regular season. Get Ivanova's been pit- Ivanova's pitch like 12-2. and two. I asked Joe, who the heck is Ivanova? And he proceeded to inform me he's one of the best young pitchers in the game. So that that's not quite Carpenter against Halliday. Not quite the marquee matchup, but nevertheless, anytime, and I'll be the first to admit, and by the way, fans, you want to check in, we open up the show talking uh, Twitter, Facebook, and the baseball playoffs in that particular order. Uh, 888-463-6748, Coach Flying Solo. You want to jump in and um, have your comments heard via the Internet, emanating out to seven different continents. Don't worry, you can speak in English. We'll translate them across the board. We have ways of doing that. Uh, 888-463-6748, the phone number, user-friendly, Sports Talk Radio. But, uh, yeah, Game 5, that'll be uh, tomorrow, Tigers and Yanks. Again, not quite the pitching matchup, but anytime you got me a single-game, do-or-die elimination in the playoffs, that's to me, is must-see TV. And I got to admit, uh, David, I don't know how, have you been watching much of the playoffs? I, you know, I, and it's typical the last four, five, six, seven years. I, in the beginning, it's like I, I don't get into it that much, but it slowly envelops you. And the more you start peeking at it a little bit, you know, you suck up an inning here. And I know there's some hardcore people out there that are watching regularly, but uh, that would not be me. But the more you watch, start watching playoff baseball, it is addictive. No question about it. You forget the – it's just a whole different feel than regular season baseball. It, it's deep. It is prophetic. It's thick. It's tense. It's intense. It's good stuff. Good stuff, especially game uh, – you know, a single game elimination. So we got a couple of those coming up. We might have more. Might have more because the Milwaukee Brewers, they were – they looked like they were on the roller coaster to the uh, NLCS. But, no, the Arizona Diamondbacks said, oh! your horses not done yet the arizona diamondbacks i don't think i can tell you five players on the arizona diamondbacks but uh, here we go they knock off the milwaukee brewer it's two to one game four tonight at arizona who knows they could match up a game five and we'd have three out of the four series coming that way as we know texas knocked off tampa bay so that series is over the rangers knocked off the uh, devil rays four to three adrian beltre have a game, Adrian Beltre, the well-named, by the way, Adrian Beltre, who was, I think, had a great season. He's not going to win the MVP. He's probably a top five, top ten MVP candidate. He had a great season, but Adrian Beltre hits a homer, I think, in the first inning, hit one in the fourth inning, hit one in the seventh inning, three home runs, nobody on base all three times. So pretty much the final score of uh, Texas four, Tampa Bay three, the offense was Mr. Adrian Beltre. Three solo blasts, and I think I read that hasn't been done uh, ever, ever in the first round, the best of five set of the baseball playoffs, and it's only been done, you know, maybe four or five times in the history of baseball. So phenomenal day for uh, Adrian Beltre. So uh, we'll be watching good baseball stuff. It's starting to seep in. I think the average uh, casual fan like myself starting to get hooked on it, and uh, we will see Cardinals and Philadelphia. Philadelphia wins. They're going to be pushed to the limit because the St. Louis Cardinals with Abner Doubleday as their coach, Dave Duncan, the uh, pitching coach, they 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 know how to compete. Know how to compete. Remember, it's a team that was nine and a half, ten games out 
had practically no chance at all. No chance, really. And then the Atlanta Braves collapsed. The Cardinals refused to quit, fought their way back in. And, you know, you go back way to the start of the season. Let us not forget, uh, they've had a couple of injuries along the way. They lost pools for a big chunk of time. They lost their best pitcher. Their best pitcher in preseason, Adam Wainwright. So, you know, again, Tony, don't call me Abner LaRusso, getting the job done, whether you like him or not. Ego or not, the guy's a hell of a baseball manager. They lose their number one pitcher. They lose pools for a significant amount of time. A bunch of other bad holiday. Mad happy holidays has been out for a chunk, including right now. And the Cardinals keep on pressing. So, uh, you know, I like the way they compete and they play baseball the right way. Cardinals and the Twins. Those are the two teams, I think, that uh, over the last 10 years, not saying they've been the best teams, but those two teams have shown, I think, the best ability to overachieve with the money spent to continue playing winning baseball, running their programs, running their operation, running their franchise, including major and minor, the proper way. I like the Minnesota Twins, St. Louis Cardinals. I know as a Cup fan, I'm not supposed to like the Cardinals. Maybe like is the wrong word, but appreciate. Appreciate. And David, I know one of our great listeners, Uncle Larry. Huge Cardinal fan. Uncle Larry, uh, celebrate. The Cardinals making the playoffs. I don't think he's come off cloud nine. He better come off the cloud because that cloud might burst in the next game. But uh, Uncle Larry, a very, very excited Chicagoan, rooting for the St. Louis Cardinals. We won't hold that against him. All right, 888-463-6748. You want to comment on the baseball playoffs? They're right there for you. Should be some good stuff, including Tigers and Yankees game five uh, tomorrow. Game five tomorrow. I was all looking forward. I had my whole TV. I still haven't watched Breaking Bad, did that was that. That's on tonight. I was supposed to be last night. It got uh, delayed a little bit. Yeah, I haven't watched it either. I'd, yeah. I'd like to watch it tonight though. Ooh, good stuff. Good Cause stuff. Because I, because I want to be able to watch the finale live. Well, not live. I mean, with a little delay. But I want to. I I don't want to have it ruined for me. Because you're you're worried the finale people might talk about it. They will be talking about that's it. I mean, point. it's hard. It's hard enough to avoid people talking about it now. Mm-hmm. So it's a good point. Well, no bears for me. Typically, Sunday activities, uh, I won't bore the fans. People that listen regularly to the show know that I rarely watch the Bears game live. I typically tape it a lot of times, like last Sunday, watching in the evening. No Bears game to worry about this Sunday. So that's good. We'll set it aside for the uh, game five, the season finale of Breaking Bad. Who's pitching in Breaking Bad? Brian Cranston versus whatever the, who is Giancarlo Esposito I that's think his, is his acting name, name? I, 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 I know his first name is Giancarlo Ooh. I think it's Esposito look you it know up. who could have play, a young Scotty Pippen could have played that part a young Scotty Pippen but if you're not breaking bad fans folks uh you can catch up by going to your local library or whatever and get get I missed the first couple of seasons and still hooked on it, picking up season three, and now they are nearing the conclusion of season four. But at any rate, we'll talk a little NFL football, too. We'll sneak peek ahead at the weekend coming. Some great college football games on docket, including the Red River Shootout. One of our favorites, right smack in the middle of the Texas State Fair, Oklahoma, taking on Texas, the Longhorn, both teams undefeated. We'll talk a little college football as well when we come back for the break, David. we got to bring up the NBA lockout because basically there was, um, in the world of uh, constipation, what would we say yesterday? There was a little bit of movement, but nothing to any satisfaction. No, there, there was like no Sorry movement. Bring up they that they both walked, both sides walked out. Wait, but there was a little. I think the NBA owner, well, you know what? Let's take a quick break. We'll talk NBA lockout when we come back.
Not the games, unfortunately. Not the games. But we'll talk about the negotiations. Always exciting. Quick break here. The two guys at a mic show. Phone lines open. Dial it up, folks. Coach flying solo. David Olson, our producer today. Triple eight four six three six seven four eight. Don't you go anywhere. Back in about forty eight point five seconds. are open for your calls on two guys and a mic call 888 go for it once again here's the coach john cone thank you very much mr announcer man i love that guy i haven't met him but i'd uh, i'd certainly like to meet him he's become part of the family introducing me each and every day i fully appreciate that again big dog is uh off today off all week really if you listen to the show regularly he's pretty much off on a regular basis but he's like not in studio or not on the phone lines this week so uh I'll be flying solo today. Again, I've got a couple of guest hosts coming in tomorrow and Friday. Talk a little baseball playoffs. Football Friday coming up this Friday. I gotta, I gotta make amends. Another 0-3. I'm just off to a brutal, brutal start and beat the schmoes. I gotta find my way out of it. A major slump at a couple of decent weeks, but overall struggling. We'll have a big football Friday. Can't wait for Monday. Bears football. If you're a Bears fan, Monday night football against the Detroit Lions. You gotta say this about three times to let us sink in. The undefeated. Detroit Lions. Got to let that sink in. One of the elite teams in the NFL, the Detroit Lions. Ooh, got to let that sink in. The undefeated Detroit Lions. Been a while for that. Any of our Detroit listeners out there? Glad for you. Glad for you. I know they're an arch rival of the Chicago Bears, but I said it uh, yesterday. I think I said it the day before. I think the NFL is a better place when the Detroit Lions are a good football team. Something about the tradition goes all the way back to Alex Karras. Still one of the great lines of all. Do you remember Alex Karras and Blazing Saddles? He was a guest on Sports and Torch just last that. week. Sports yes. and who? Sports and Torch oh, with Elliot Harris for a second, and David I thought he said Sports and Turds. Sports and Torts. Yeah, and his uh, his lovely wife Susan Clark read me the riot act when I called uh, when I called Wait the house. Wait a minute, Alex Karras is still married to Susan Clark? He is. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's forever. Somebody now, Susan Clark was she a lawyer? No, actress. 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 She was the, she was the mom on Webster. Oh boy. Huh. Now we're going back. Yep. Now we're going back a long, long time. I still love Alex Carey <laughs> in Blazing Saddles. I think that was his first movie, and that was even before he had started his TV career. Um, it was it was right around the same time, as okay. a matter of fact. It was right around the same time. But he uh, during the interview, he told the story of how he got he he got the role. As he went and he, he messed his hair all up. Was he still play, acting? No, 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 no. This, this, was, this, this was post-career. For those young fans listening, by the way, Alex Karras was a all-pro, mean, angry, blue-collar, tough guy, defensive lineman for the Detroit Lions. 
That's correct. That's correct. But I guess he, uh, you know, his agent told him about the role and everything, and he uh, he went and he got a ripped up T-shirt and tore the sleeves off and messed his hair up and put some <laughs> mud on his face and just went right to Mel Brooks's office and went pounding on the door and he was in there on the phone. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. So he knocked louder. Mel Brooks opened the door and uh, took one and looked up at him. You're hired. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're hired. He's like, I'm here for the role of Mongo. You got the role. So. <laughs> that's right. I was called Mongo. Mm-hmm. And that's before McMichael got the name Mongo. Did McMichael? Did McMichael got the name Mc- Mongo because of the character. Did he? Yeah, yeah. Without without question. Okay. Did. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That, so if they ever do a remake, or if they would have done a remake of uh, Blazing Saddles, one of the great comedies of all time, Steve McMichael would have had a solid shot. All he would have to do is knock on the producer's door. Well, he, he's, walk st- in. he's still got a shot because, you know, as Mel Brooks, like, milks all his movies, uh, that <laughs> uh, Blazing Saddles is being turned into a Broadway play as well. Really? It is, yeah. A Broadway play. Broadway play, yeah. Well, I had not heard that. So Follow, not a remake? Yeah, following, following the success of the producers yeah. and the semi-success of Young Frankenstein. Uh-huh. Love Mel Brooks. I don't know about an aging Mel Brooks, but but a young Mel Brooks was hilarious. Actually, even the older Mel Brooks, pretty funny. Um, I like everything Mel Brooks pre-1980. How about his album? What was it called? Uh, the uh, Thousand-Year-Old Man. Yes. Him and Carl Reiner. Yeah, classic. Br- brilliant stuff. Absolutely brilliant classic. Stuff, but... <laughs> No, I'm not. I, I, I think his last great film was High Anxiety, which that was, was a, take off, a take off of the Albert that was Hitchcock. Good. High Anxiety. Um, what was it a take off of? All of uh, Alfred Hitchcock's films. Ah, okay. But then uh, it's uh, the wheels started coming off the wagon with History of the World. There's some funny bits in there. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, unlike a lot of people in my generations, I thought Spaceballs was terrible. Never watched it. That was terrible. Never, I didn't even know that was a Mel Brooks production. Mm-hmm. And then it, to be or not to be, and Robin Hood, Men in Tights, yeah. and he did, yeah, it was just a, one stinker after another. Yeah. But, but uh, Blazing Saddles and Young Frankenstein and mm-hmm. the original producers are all yep. terrific, terrific films, classics. Uh, and I still remember Alex Karras though uh, as Mongo. And I forget the. I haven't seen Blazing Saddles in a long, long time. Forget the scene, but it's towards the end. And they're having some kind of battle, and they're they're interviewing criminals to see who's good enough to join their team, who's tough yep. enough to fight. I yep. forget the. And uh, Mongo's like in the back of the line, and all these guys are given their credentials as uh, hardcore criminals. Mongo comes to the uh, front of the interviewing line. He goes, uh, "All right, all right, sir. What's your what's your credentials?" He goes, "Rape, burglary, assault, stealing, robbery." Rape. Guy goes, you mentioned rape, sir. He goes, I like rape. <laughs> Funny scene, but that was not... Not politically it, it, correct right now, but... Uh, also not Alex Karras. That wasn't Karras? No, no. What? It wasn't. Come on. It wasn't. Serious? No. That wasn't, wasn't Mongo? It was not Mongo, no. He but would, you remember the line? Oh, yeah, I remember the line. I thought for line. sure yeah. that was Alex Karras. Well, no, 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 it wasn't. It wasn't, because it was like... Sir, it was you like, mentioned rape twice. I like yeah, rape. I like rape. Kinky. That, that, was, that was the... Oh. That was the that was the follow up line by Harvey Corman. Kinky. Oh, I said I don't, I don't remember that. And then the guy had gum and he's what's in your mouth? N- nothing. Is that chewing gum? Did you bring enough for everybody in the line and then they shoot him? <laughs> no. Oh goodness, and don't forget the campfire scene. All right, how did we get on that? I have no idea. And, and, and before we get off it, one other Mel Brooks movie from that seventies yes, era. There were missing a couple good ones, I think. 
silent movie. Not bad. With that weird Marty Feldman? With Marty Feldman and Don DeLuise. Yep. And the only spoken word in the entire movie was spoken by Marcel Marceau. That's right. Yeah. Ouch. What did, no. no. What did he say? It was no. No, that's right. Yeah. It's a, it's Completely like, silent movie. The was, only a, movie was, a movie within a movie. They're recruiting all these you know, high-powered stars and, you know, yep. and... They had a lot of it. Paul Newman was in it, Burt Reynolds, James And there was Conn. no talking in the home movie. So no you talking. go to the movie theater, yep. and it's completely silent in the theater? Yep. Yeah, you just had the you just had the soundtrack going, just like a okay. typical, and then they would put up the cards up there. Uh-huh. So. <laughs> very, very cool. I have no idea how we got sidetracked on that, folks, but uh, there you go. Maybe it had something to do with the Detroit Lion and the Alex Carrick's connection. But uh, all right, well, we... Uh, Took the break. We said we'd talk a little NBA lock about David Olson. They had a big meeting yesterday. Big meeting. Where are they meeting? Not in New York. And David Stern and the owners uh, meeting with the players. Derek Fisher was there as the representative, but uh, there was what? Dwayne Wade was there, Kobe Bryant, a lot of the NBA superstars. There's a little bit, somewhat of a controversy there is, is are the superstars representing the rest of the NBA. Now, keep in mind, every guy in the NBA basically is a star because there's so few players. What is there, 12 players on each team? So it's not like football where you got 53 guys. Every guy in the NBA is the elite of the elite. Don't kid yourself. But uh, basically, very, very little movement. Lockout. They've canceled. Oh, no. Exhibition basketball. There will be no exhibition basketball. I know a lot of people are just heartbroken. That they missed their NBA no, exhibition no, nobody, season. Nobody's but. heartbroken with that except for the owners because, I mean, that's $200 million they're going to lose by losing the preseason. On exhibition basketball. On exhibition basketball. Yep. Just on that alone. Yep. So that, that just goes to show you the sheer amount of money that's involved in this whole negotiation. Yeah. Um, and billions, by the way, not millions. Yeah, oh, it's billions. billions. Yep. It's billions. It's, it's, it's more money than the the NFL was dealing with because it's being split less ways. And the owners are basically claiming, and I think it's been proven. I don't think either the players are even denying it. I don't think I have not be honest with you, followed the uh, NBA lockout, the negotiations that carefully, but the owners are most of the team, not all, but most are losing money. And correct, that's been correct. documented. Yes, it has been documented. But also that's a more recent thing. So one of the players are arguing, well, in any business, in any business, there's no guarantee every year you're going to make big money. Some years you have off years. So I don't think, yes, it was documented. Again, I could be completely off base here, but I think this is right, that uh, last year two-thirds of the teams did not make money. But that has not been like a five- or ten-year trend. They've made a lot of money. It's just a recent development. That's one of the negotiating, point, negotiating points for the uh, players. But we'll see. It will be interesting. They started out, the players were getting what, like 54%? Previous, that was the previous contract, and the owner said, we can't go on like this. Got to bring it down. So, you know, they're trying to compromise a little bit. Now, we're, I think, 57. 57 to 43. Yes. In the previous deal, yeah. Wow. 57 to 43. I'd like to be the... Not sure who uh, worked out right, that particular. Right. And this deal. is the, the and the play, and now the players the players want fifty three. They they've come down to they've come down to fifty three, but the owners yep. want forty seven. Right. They want to flip it around. Right. So that's that's the impasse at this point. It's at six percent. But from what I heard at the very end of yesterday's negotiations, David Stern very coyly said, "What if? What if I could get the owners 
to agree to a 50-50. And the players said, absolutely not. So they thought maybe, you know, at the very tail end of the negotiation, they played their uh, ace of spades hole. And, and you can be sure what David Stern said that, that he probably had some guarantee that maybe the owners would go that compromise. Players went bottom line, said no. Said no. Now the big question is, again, it's, you know, some of the high-powered players that are there, are they representing everybody? You know, you got the NBA superstars who are making tons of money and going over to Europe and making more money, but you got players 9, 10, 11, and 12, again, making plenty of money, but uh, they're not going to make anything while the strike is going on. Those guys might have a say in it, too, before it's over. Right, exactly, exactly. And most of these big-name players have got big money offers from overseas right. if, the, if the season doesn't happen. Yep. Yeah, I think uh, the, the latest one is uh, Tony Parker. He's going to go play in France. Mm-hmm. His native country. Yep, yeah. yep. So... Yeah, the, the upper echelon they're taken care of, but you know the uh, the the eleventh and twelfth men. Mm-hmm. Well, I will tell you, Dave, not to get uh, Chris Whitting, the general manager, the commander in chief here at the two guys in a mic talkzone dot com, worried. But come next negotiations, me and the big dog will have representation. We are going to go hard line, and uh, if need be, if need be, we will at least temporarily take our services overseas. I'm negotiating with a couple of stations right now, so uh, you know, just uh, get your people ready because uh, it won't be it won't be quite as easy as the last negotiation. And I know you won't be in the middle of it, but uh, right now we got a couple of offers. One is Turkey. I think another is in France. We might join Tony. We got a couple other offers. None of them had to do with radio. Basically, the couple of offers were to have us shut up, but. Uh, we're negotiating on those. All right. NBA lockout at a stalemate. There might not be NBA basketball for a while. So who knows? Might miss the whole season. Who knows? Maybe a better scenario is it starts in January and they extend the season to June, July, August. So that, you know, maybe the players and the owners will get all their money and they'll just play the season extended into the summer. That could happen. Uh, I don't. I don't think so. I think because they, they because of the TV deals that are in place, you could you couldn't do that. Why not? Particularly with the playoffs. Well, because if you get in August, you're yeah. you're you're getting into the football end of things, and there's there's more money on the table for the football deals than there are for the basketball deals. Mm-hmm. So, uh, they're meeting again today, and if they are. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I thought yeah. I thought yesterday was an impasse. No further negotiations. No, 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 scheduled. no. They're coming back today. God they're bless. coming back today. But life is but, good. But if something doesn't get done today, they're wiping out the first two weeks of the regular season. Mm-hmm. Not exhibition season, but regular season. Yeah, no exhibition season okay. is gone. So we start chopping away games. We start chopping away games. Yeah. All right. All right. I still got a certificate on my desk at home. We bid at one of those silent auctions. For uh, I got four Chicago Bulls tickets. I you know I haven't gone to a Bulls game in probably like three years, but I got a little certificate we paid a decent amount for, for four Bulls tickets. So I'm hoping at some point they play a little bit this season and uh, I'm able to cash in on that puppy. You know how those silent auctions go. They get you a little cocktail up. You start getting into a bidding war. Next thing you know, you way overspend for something. And then the next morning you see how much you spent and you regret it. That's the whole idea of the silent auction. All for a good cause, of course. All for a good cause, except that my particular pocketbook. Thank you very much. All right, we'll take a quick break, and the phone lines are open, folks. 888-463-6748-888-463-6748. You can email us at Mike2Guys at AOL.com. That's M-I-C and the number two, Mike2 
Guys, AOL.com. We may debut a quick little uh, segment that our producer, David Olson, will be involved in, and he has no idea what it's about. It's off the sports page. we got a little college football, pro football preview as well, and uh, we'll, we'll uh, take a look back at the baseball playoffs. Uh, games four and games five coming up. All right, quick break. Talkzone.com. Two guys that I'm like, don't go anywhere back in 48.9 seconds. are open for your calls on two guys and a mic call 888 go for it once again here's the coach john Cohn. put it on the board yes kenny hawk harrelson by the way uh re-signed for four more years chicago white Sox announcer both the cubs and the Sox. by the way our show emanating out of the city of chicago welcome back everybody two guys at a mic show uh, coach, that's me, flying solo today. Phone lines open, 888-463-6748. But uh, we tend to have a slight, if not medium-level vent for the Chicago area, both the Cubs and White Sox looking for uh, management, looking for people to uh, run their teams. In the White Sox case, it's the manager of their baseball team. They appear set at general manager with Kenny Williams uh, sticking on, staying on. Chicago Cubs looking for a general manager, most likely a manager as well. And the uh, rumor in the local newspapers today is that Theo Epstein, the fine uh, young general manager of the Boston Red Sox, may interview with the Cubs, at least see what they're talking about, what kind of money's on the table. More importantly, what kind of potential the Cubs job has. That could be more rumor than truth, but uh, it's being thrown out there. Tampa Bay got knocked out of the playoffs. Their young general manager, Andrew Friedman, He's right out there for you. One thing I've noticed the last, uh, particularly the last six months to a year, even the last couple of years, the media, it's here in Chicago. I'm going to assume it's in other places, too, when there's job openings. They like to throw a lot of names out there, but a lot of times they have no idea what's really going on. So, you know, we see what's in the forefront, what's being reported right now. When I say we, we're talking about the uh, everyday fans like ourselves. But there's a very good chance it'll be someone that, you know, hasn't even been mentioned or barely even mentioned. A lot of names, you know, will come out of nowhere and surprise you. Trying to think of some specific examples and, of course, uh, escaping me as we speak. But uh, don't don't just expect the guys that are first and foremost out there. And, of course, uh, Chicago Cub managerial position most likely is going to be open, too. White Sox one is for sure. And we talked about it yesterday. We got to wait to see if the Yankees win or lose. Could they lose? Maybe, just maybe Joe Girardi, Chicago guy, Northwestern University guy, could be available. Not just a Chicago guy, Northwestern. I think he grew up in what? Peoria? And Northwestern University. Played for the Cubs. Played for the Chicago. Perfect pick. Well, if he were available, uh, 
you know, snarf them up. Not exactly rocket scientry right there. You take a Joe Girardi if he's available. At least I think you do if you're the Chicago Cubs. But uh, don't, don't be surprised if it is a name that you haven't heard. Somebody from the outside. All right, 888-463-6748. I want to take a sneak peek ahead and look at the football. But real quick, David Olson, I'm going to put you on the spot. A quick little segment. Quick little segment here based on the coach's home life. We're going to bring it to the forefront. Maybe we'll do this once in a while. We'll throw Joel into it as well. And we're going to call this uh, he or she for three. He or she for three. And we're going to throw out three things of conflict or differentiation. In the opinions of mom and dad, the he or the she. And I'm not going to tell you which way I go or which way Mrs. Coach goes. But I want you to you to be uh, the middleman in this particular one. And, again, I'll bring up three things. So we'll temporarily call it he or she for three, number one on the list. And some of these are completely minor and insignificant things. These are not major things. All right, uh, dishwasher, washing dishes. Little thing, but it's been going on for years. When you put dishes in the dishwasher, do you clean them all pretty good first? I know you don't scrub them perfectly clean. Or do you put them in with not total junk, but with some of the food junk still on there? This has been an ongoing thing in the coach's household for many and many a year. It depends on how old your dishwasher is. Typically, you should get most of the crap off there before you put it in. I mean, you can put it in there dirty because that's what it's there for, but, like, chunks of food still stuck to it. Mm-hmm. You don't want to do that because you're going to clog up your drain. Mm-hmm. Uh, newer models, <laughs> they do have catchers in there, uh-huh. so you can do that, and you just have to empty it out after the wash. Yeah. Yeah. The but, owner's but, manual, by the way, says no problem. You know, you don't have to clean it up, which I was shocked from. Hmm. Yeah. All right, so that's almost a tie, but I think you're leaning my way because the he in this category, I'm one that, first of all, for some sick and sordid reason, I actually love washing dishes. Not quite sure why, and I've heard that from other things, that it can be a guy thing. It's almost therapeutic. It's mindless, but there's a finality to it. Whatever the reason is, I, I don't mind. I actually like that particular role, but I can't stand it when there's dirty dishes in the dishwasher. To me, it's just the thought that you're going to be cleaning your dishes and your glasses in dirty food. It was dirty food swirling around. I don't know if that's correct or not, but it's the thought process. All right, so you're, uh, I'm going to give me myself a point on that one. You're leaning towards me. Clean them off first. Yeah, but you don't want to clean them off too much because then what's the point of putting them in the dishwasher in the first place? Well, so they get extra clean. I probably am guilty of that a little bit. All right, fascinating, fascinating topic. This could be the one and only time we ever do this, but it's he and she for three. Here are the two guys at a mic show. Item number two, you're working in the kitchen. Don't worry, item number three is not kitchen related. You're working in the kitchen and you have to go in and out of the icebox a little bit. Okay, you're cooking. Now, do you leave the icebox open and not continually open and close it? Or over that five minute period, you just leave the icebox open and go back and forth? Which is more energy efficient? Ladies and gentlemen, producer extraordinaire, and a man of great green knowledge, David Olson. You open and close it. You don't. You don't keep it open. You don't, you, you, Thank you, pardon. You don't. You don't keep it open uh. because you do. You're going to lose all the heat. You're going to. You're going to lose all the cold that's trapped in there, and the motor's <laughs> going to run longer to catch back up. So you're actually wasting more. You're wasting uh, more energy. Damn. 
Because if, if you open you open and close it, you're going to maintain. You're going to be able to maintain the temperature. You are, but yeah. does, doesn't opening and closing it use, if nothing else, the light going on, the light going off? Enter- the, the, that little light bulb in there uses far, far less energy than the motor on so the you're, fridge. So you're better off opening and closing. Just see, you're, you're 100 percent better off opening and closing. There. You're not even leaving me an opening here. Nope, not at all. You're not killing all. me. Almost sorry I brought this game up. No, no, no. Well, we've got like a newer <laughs> fridge where you got a thermostat on there, and you can see uh-huh. if you leave it open, you can see the thermostat. You, you leave that door open, you're gonna, you, you will lose all the cold that's okay. in there. Just with, with it, within two minutes, you'll lose it. Really? Yes. <clears throat> Trying to find an ounce of an open. It just seemed an instinct. If you're constantly going in and out, not for a half an hour, but for like four or five minutes, just leave the damn thing open so you can go back and forth. No. Not so. No, because what's going to happen is when that temperature drops, the 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 motor is going to kick on, and it's going to kick on while the door is open, and you're just blowing the cold mm-hmm. right out, and that's just huge waste. All right, huge waste. There it is. Loss for the coach, and beginning to regret playing this game right now. It's uh, basically I'm 0-1 and one right now. One tie, one loss. We'll see if we can even it up. This is starting to resemble my record on beat the schmoes right now. All right, uh, item number three. It's a uh, he and she. For three, here are the two guys at a mic show. Uh, by the way, you want to agree and or disagree with David Olson, feel free to do so. Any housewives over there, any breastfeeding moms out there, uh, you're more than welcome to help my cause. If you disagree with me, uh, don't bother calling. But if you want to disagree with David and agree with me, feel free to do so. We encourage you to do so. 888-463-6748. All right, now this one's a little bit more sensitive. Homecoming, senior year. Okay. Senior year, co-ed sleepover. Cool or not cool? And here's the deal. They would all be in the basement area. So they're all, it's not like, you know, kids are going to be going off to separate rooms, which is obviously, it'd be like, you know, and I don't even know how aware you are now, David. It's more, you know, the, the group dating kind of thing is in. I don't think today's high school kids even know how to, like, go out on a one-on-one date. You know, that's almost like an unknown, uh, that's like in foreign territory. It's kind of a group, but so this is a kind of a group of friends, you know, maybe a few boyfriend, girlfriends, but a group of friends, co-ed sleepover, all gathered together in the basement, going to watch TV late at, late at night and fall asleep. That's at least what they're saying. Cool or not cool? Tough call here. A little bit tougher than the dishwasher and the refrigerator. Well, uh, it all comes down to how much you trust your kids. Well, some of the kids, most of them we know, but there would be a few we don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you you have to you, you have to set up sleeping areas, one side of the room, other side of the room, because if they're together and they're alone, it's I mean they're kids, and it's it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So even even what are they gonna do? Mess around with her in a big group? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah, that's what blankets are for. <laughs> Ser- seriously, so. Uh-huh. All right, so Nixon, as tempting as it is, senior year, my son, by the way, tremendous. If he can enter the sales world and provide the sales pitch that he gave his mom and dad for having the uh, senior year homecoming co-ed sleepover at our house, if he can do that same kind of sales pitch in the world of business, the man will be a very wealthy man. And once again, I mean, if you trust your son, that, that that's fine. You shouldn't be really concerned about that. You should be concerned with the uh, the boyfriend girlfriend you don't know. That's the problem. 
and you get knocked up in your basement the night yes. after prom. Yes, and, so. well, not, and the prom is a different thing. This, oh, this is, is homecoming. This is homecoming. It's early in senior year. Yeah, prom a whole different thing. We may have that, that's right. Homecoming. We may have he or she for three later on in the year with the prom. That's a whole different deal. This is a little more, a little bit more innocent. It is homecoming in the start of the year. But the other thing, David, uh, real quick before we take a break, award-winning game show here. He or she for three um, is liability. You know, do the other parents know? You're just even if you make out a flyer, there's no guarantee the kids have brought that flyer home. So you get a call from a parent you know or a parent you don't know and say, "Wait a minute, you know how how are you absolutely sure?" Oh, you know, and my son say, "Well, you know, all the parents will know the kids were making out a flyer and the and the kids." You, will, you, you uh, unfortunately, you as a host needs to get the name and number of every parent every parent and call and say, "This is what's going on. There are you, you okay with this?" The are voice of okay reason, David Olson. By the way, that's it. That's by it. the way, believe it or not, I was more your. It's a point for me. Because me and the uh, and Mrs. Coach both wavering, and if she was more in the it's okay, I'm in the more too too many uh, potential pitfalls there. So I'm going to count that for a victory for me. Well, there it is. We may have to do it again because it was a tie. One for me, one for Mrs. Coach, one tie. He or she, four three. Here are the two guys in a mic show. Thank you, David Olson. You did that very well. Next time I'll try to let you know what we're doing. Eh, maybe not. It's more fun to pop it on as a surprise. All right, we'll take our final break when we come back. little sneak preview. Not too much, but we'll sneak ahead, take a look at some of the big NFL games, college football games coming up for the weekend, revisit the baseball world, and who knows? Who knows what else might be coming up in this uh, short attention span theater radio show we call the Two Guys in a Mic Show. Quick break. Back in a minute. Don't go anywhere. Call a friend. to get back to Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. Once again, here's the coach, John Cohn. Welcome back. I still don't like the guy. The way that guy says once again, he sounds like it's uh, almost like once again. It's the coach, John Cohn. But uh, I'll straighten it out with that dude as soon as I get to meet him. Mr. Announcer Man, thank you very much. Two Guys at a Mic Show, TalkZone.com, back at you. Beautiful midweek Wednesday here in the fine city of Chicago. Hope the weather and or the day is as good here as it is uh, for wherever you might be listening to. We appreciate you take a little bit of time out in your day to listen to the Two Guys and a Mic Show. And uh, don't forget you want to catch up on any of the old shows you can do at our TalkZone.com website is outstanding. And uh, you can catch some of the other shows, too. I mean, David Olson uh, alluded to it, uh, Sports and Torts. 
Very highly entertaining show. A lot of shows that done many, many shows, non-sports related, anything from the legal field to entertainment. You got them across the board. You check out the talkzone.com website. All the shows have archives. You get a little free time at the office, free time at home. Punch around. Maybe you find a show you enjoy. Uh, but certainly on our standpoint, the two guys in a mic show, you can uh, catch any of the old shows. You miss the big dog. If you miss the voice of the big dog, I know I do. You can go back and listen to one of the old shows from last week, from a couple of weeks ago. The archives are right there. The website is outstanding. Talkzone.com. Or you can go directly to our uh, Two Guys in a Mic website, twoguysmike.com. Com. All right, a couple of quick stories before we uh, preview a little bit of football. One, the uh, 1985 Chicago Bears. Sure, people have been uh, reading about it, at least somewhat. Uh, 1985 Chicago Bears going to be going to the White House in a couple of days. Barack Obama. I have to say Barack Obama because it is Yom Kippur coming up and we just finished Passover. But uh, we'll be uh, hosting. Of course, Barack was a Chicago Bear fan back in the day, the 85 Bears. They never made their visit to the White House because what, David? It was, um, oh, it was the Challenger crash. Yeah, up, right? exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah, they were never honored at the White House. Right. And Ronald Reagan was the president at the time. So it's hard to believe that, you know, like a year or two years because the 85 Bears team, one of the most – Famous, one of the most uh, colorful, charismatic championship teams ever. It's hard to believe they didn't have like a makeup date for it. But here we are, 25 years later, they're going. We've lost what? Walter Payton, Dave Duerson. Dave Duerson. Man, that, you know, the more you read about that one, that is about as sad as it comes because it's just a completely quality guy. And you know, the brain injury stuff just made him do stuff that, you know, that was just. Not him, and it obviously it ended in the most tragic of senses with him killing himself. There's one, isn't there one other that passed away? I feel like I'm missing someone. Walt, uh, Refrigerator Perry is not in good health, not going to be able to make the trip. Dan Hampton is not going to be there. <laughs> you you heard about that one? Oh, yeah, yeah the old right. Arkansas boy. Yeah. First hey. of all, I don't like the guy in the White House. Right. Yeah. Not not a big Barack Obama fan, and some of the uh, players, some of the players, not particularly thrilled with the uh, response from Dan Hampton. But he won't be there. But uh, and Buddy Ryan, I know also, I think he will be there. But Buddy's not in the best of health either. But I think they're going to uh, have him make an appearance. So uh, and I feel like we're missing what what uh, well, we know. L.A. Mike, Mike Richardson, the starting defensive back back then, uh, he. Is missing basically. I don't no, think no, no, they, no, no, no. He they found he, him? he appeared. Yeah, when they did when they had that reunion really? at the Chicago Theater, he was there. He I was, was not aware. Where, yeah. where, where had he been all these years? Don't remember. L.A. Mike, and then I, I'm assuming one other guy that won't be there is Leslie Frazier, who got injured in that game. Leslie Frazier, now the unfortunately much maligned head coach of the Minnesota Vikings, and I'm pretty sure. Who knows? Maybe he'll make a quick trip up there, but I would doubt it. Preparation day for an 0-4 team. I don't think the Vikings want him taken off. But uh, so there's there's a bunch. That's that's what happens after uh, 25 years. But it will be nice to see the 85 Bears uh, at least, if not in total, maybe three quarters of the team making an appearance at the White House with Barack Obama. <laughs> uh, also coming up this weekend, coming up this weekend here in the city of Chicago, the Chicago Marathon. What do we got? Forty thousand some odd runners. And I say it every year, and hopefully, David, I will uh, land it this time. Hopefully, it will come to fruition. Hopefully, I will back up my 
verbiage and say every year I say I want to go out there and watch the runners and cheer them on. It sounds like a totally cool thing. Tons of people out there uh, not running. I'm not running the 26.2, folks, but I would like to be out there cheering on the runners. Kind of a big event in the city of Chicago. I live in a suburb, never quite make it down. you got to get down there by 730 in the morning. This year, I'm hoping to. I am hoping to. Totally cool event. Want to wish all, if any of uh, anybody listening to the program is running in the Chicago Marathon this Sunday, arguably the second biggest race in the United States. I think Boston Marathon is probably still the most prestigious, but you could probably even argue that. Have to talk to an insider in the marathon world to uh, confirm that. But uh, Chicago Marathon, great, great event. Big for the city of Chicago, 40,000-plus runners starting in Grant Park. Weather should be. It's a little bit early to dictate, but weather should be gorgeous for it. So uh, uh, we'll look forward to that preview that I had. I know in our morning break radio show, Dave, we used to come back the week after with scintillating radio, and we'd go down the list and read off some of the times. Like Jim Jameson from Ellsbury, Minnesota. Two hours and 54 minutes and 42 seconds. a boy, Jimmy. All these people we know. Because the Tribune would list like all 40,000 runners. I think I got that right, 40,000. And the Times. And it was really interesting to see where these people came from, literally all over the world, coming in for the marathon. And um, what are the odds that a Kenyan will win this year? I think it's uh, if you took the field against Kenya, you'd still have to lay down like four to one odds. It's all about the Kenyan runners. Some guy named Kamanuchi will probably win this year. But uh, we got that going on this weekend. And let us not forget NHL hockey. All the hockey fans out there. And, you know, the hockey right now for me is sort of like the baseball playoffs. When they started, not totally into it. I have a hard time, have to admit, I should say, I'm having a hard time getting into the start of the hockey season. But it's not for lack of interest, more for lack of time. Because, and Joel says the same thing, the more you watch hockey, Phenomenal sport. Phenomenal sport. Athletes are incredible. Great spectator sport. You can't help but get into it. It's just one of those you only have so much viewing time. Uh, you got baseball playoffs going on. You got football, all the other stuff. And I just haven't had the time to get hooked into hockey. Hopefully will. But uh, uh, who cares if I like it or not? The bottom line is the NHL season is almost upon us. Hawks open up Friday. I think there might even be a game on Thursday tomorrow to open up another uh, national Hockey League season. So we got all that coming up. Now, football for the weekend. Football for the weekend nationally, the uh, biggest game. And it's, it's almost always about the Southeast Conference. I mean, those teams. Those teams play tougher schedules week in and week out, I would say, by far than anybody else. I mean, Florida already coming off a huge game against Alabama. Right back at you, Florida Gators. Right back at you. they got to take on number one ranked LSU. I still don't know why LSU is ranked number one. I think they're about the... Maybe the fifth or sixth best team. But they're ranked number one right now at Florida. So there were a bad, no, I'm sorry, it's at LSU. So LSU is hosting. Alabama's got somewhat of an easy game. Vanderbilt struggling to compete in the Southeast Conference. We mentioned the Big Red shootout. Oklahoma taking on Texas. That should be a great game. Always is. And there is talk that, um, with Texas power, the, who knows what's going on with the Big 12. A&M has left. You know, some talk about Texas going to the Southeast Conference. There is brief little talk that this could be, could be the end of the Red River shootout, the end of the Texas-Oklahoma rivalry. And I know I speak for uh, thousands, if not millions, of college football fans. That would be a shame. Because watching it here from the city of Chicago, we're not ingrained to it. We do have one of our listeners I know, Dr. Jack, 
who goes down there. He's a Chicago guy. Has no allegiance to Oklahoma or Texas. I think he's missed the last couple of years, but David, this dude goes down to uh, Texas by himself usually. Flies down there every year. He did this for like 15 years in a row just to experience the Red River shootout. Part of the Texas State Fair. Great rivalry. Part of what college football is all about. I don't know how the conferences align and realign, but I do know we need Texas play at Oklahoma every year and keep that Red River shootout uh, tradition alive. NFL uh, Sunday. Again, we'll sneak peek it. We talked about the Bears playing on Monday. And the uh, slate, you know, there's some good games. I don't know if I'd call them great. Philadelphia Eagles at Buffalo. That's an interesting one because the Eagles are, what, one and three. Have to win. Have to win. And the Buffalo Bills, you know, at home playing pretty good football right now. They blew their last game. That could be an interesting one. Houston and Oakland, or Oakland and Houston. Good ball game right there. Raiders trying to take on Houston, um, who has, I think, moved themselves in the upper echelon of the NFL. Fairly attractive game. Tennessee at Pittsburgh, the Tennessee Titans. One of the surprise teams in the NFL right now. They're taking on Pittsburgh. That should be good. And, of course, uh, we mentioned the Bears on Monday night. Green Bay at Atlanta. Good test for the Packers. Even a better test for the Falcons. All right. We got to wrap up the show. David Olson, thank you for helping me out today. Uh, Michael Moreau, the Eminem man, will be in studio tomorrow. We'll wrap a little uh, college football and pro football more as we start to preview it and get heavier to the baseball playoffs. We'll see if the uh, Cardinals can win tonight. Force a Game 5. That should be interesting. Again, it'll be Halliday against Carpenter in Game 5. All right. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. We'll do it all over again tomorrow at 10 o'clock. Don't be late. Spread the truth and try not to pass the gas.